This is Morgan Michael, welcoming you to Kindsight 101, the podcast where you'll hear from world-renowned educational leaders about the mobilizing power of kindness, together by challenging our assumptions and venturing beyond the status quo in education, we can make a big impact, one small act at a time. Hi, it's Morgan Michael from Kindset 101. I'm super excited about the next 10 weeks or so. I will be posting on my podcast every alternating week a very short reflection, meditation, or strategy that will be designed to elicit a sense of altruism in yourself or others around you, a sense of self-compassion, and to generally put into practice many of the strategies and the practices that we talk about in many of the interviews on Kindsight 101. My hope is that you can put these strategies and meditations into action and into practice in your own life and that it can actually benefit your life in some way. So I hope you love today's episode and I'd love to hear from you either through the reviews on iTunes, those mean so much to me, or even online on Twitter, social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere, Morgan Michael or Small Act Big Impact. So quite often I hear from people, yeah, I worked really hard to be kind and then my efforts kind of fizzled out, like it's not my nature. And so I think to myself, okay, how can we create a sense of altruism and empathy that make it so that kindness feels natural to you, that it feels like it's easy, not hard, and that it's not draining to you. You don't feel like it's coming from a negative place of depletion as opposed to instead thinking about it more like this is invigorating and it's life affirming and it's more of a positive thing. So today I really want to talk about eliciting altruism, how to overcome those barriers to kindness uh, in yourself and then for others as well. So this is the kind of practice that really it depends how long you have, but you can do it in a couple of minutes and as long as you're sort of doing it on a regular basis every, maybe every week or reflecting on it at least once a month, then it can really remind you of why it's so important to be altruistic and to really be thinking about other people. So I'm going to share three different strategies that are super effective in encouraging kindness and generosity. And you can try them out individually or you can combine them. Any way works. And essentially, I would love it if you were able to share how some of these strategies worked for you either online smallactbigimpact.com or on any of my social media smallactbigimpact and I mean this stuff can be really encouraging for other people so sharing is a great way to create ripple effects so there's many different creative ways that you can put these principles into practice and I really encourage you to share them so number one is to create reminders of connectedness. Research suggests that when people are reminded of human connection, they behave more altruistically. So even those reminders of connection are very subtle. Something as simple as a quote evoking shared goals, words like community or a picture conveying warmth or friendships, they can all have an impact. So take a minute to look around your home, your office, your classroom, and consider how you could add words 
and images or objects that communicate connection. So for example, I have a Brene Brown quote in my classroom that I love to have front and center. And it says, we all belong. And I think it's just a reminder that nobody has to hustle for their worthiness in my classroom. And same thing at home. Just you being you is enough to belong in that space. And that's really, really important to me that that's something that kids and parents and colleagues and even the administrators see every day because that's something that I believe in. Another little quote that I have on my desk is, I'm thankful for you. And so when anyone comes to my desk to talk to me, that is the first thing that I that they see. And it's a good reminder for me that in every interaction, there's a sense of gratitude. I'm thankful for you. So maintaining that sense of connectedness, that's a creation of that reminder. Number two, put a human face on a problem. As Dr. Brene Brown says, you can't hate people up close. And so it's really important that we really see each other as human beings first. And that can really reduce the antagonism that kind of comes out of some conflicts, right? When we remove the humanity from ourselves and the interaction, it's really easy to fall back on fear and blame and all sorts of crutches that don't actually solve problems. And then you forget to see the humanity in each other, which is always a negative thing. Research shows that humans are more likely to want to help one another if they see them as individuals, not just abstract statistics. And this also actually is the case if you're ever in an emergency, often when you're doing a first aid course, they will say if you are the person who's sort of in charge of of finding help and helping a person who's hurt, they will often say, in order to get someone to call 911, you have to point them out as an individual. You have to say, hey, you in the purple shirt, you call 911. Because if you just generally say, someone call 911, they will not necessarily step up to the plate. So people need to be seen as individuals and you need to be interacting with them as individuals, not simply as a faceless group. That's a really, really important thing in order to motivate people. Also to motivate people, to give their time or resources to a cause like aiding in disaster relief or or even just helping clean up crayons in the classroom that have fallen on the floor or something, present them with a personal story of a single identifiable victim, ideally accompanied by a photo. And we see this a lot with World Vision where they will attach a particular story to elicit a sense of I don't know if it's guilt, but more just obligation to be contributing to a cause. So this will help them to feel a greater sense of personal connection and concern, especially if they are of a similar age to that victim or have other things in common. So it's important not to overwhelm others with too many stories or facts because that can sort of give a paradoxical effect of impeding the urge to give. But essentially, it's important to put a human face on a problem. So one of the first connection, create reminders of connection connectedness through signs and through nonverbal gestures even that show that you are open to connection and then number two put a human face on a problem and number three encourage identification with out group members the outliers so one of the greatest barriers to altruism is group difference we feel so much less obligated to help someone if he or she doesn't seem to be a member of our in-group. So we might even feel hostile to other members of an out-group. 
Uh, think about homelessness quite often. If we don't know anyone and we don't, we've never experienced homelessness ourselves, we have no connection to it, it's really difficult to feel a sense of empathy because it's very difficult to understand how someone could ever find themselves in that situation. However, if you've ever spoken to someone who has experienced homelessness or is currently living through it, it's pretty incredible some of the assumptions that we have about people that actually aren't true at all. Sometimes they there is no drug use. Sometimes they are working but can't make ends meet. There's so many things that we assume about those that are outliers or not within our in-group that can impede our sense of altruism. So research suggests that who we see as part of our in-group can be malleable, which means that we can really change that based on the stories that we tell ourselves. So promoting altruism is emphasizing similarities that cut across group boundaries. So on the broadest level, this could mean remembering that regardless of our political, cultural, or religious affiliations, we are all human beings and share common human experiences. So this is really about what can you find with someone sitting across the table from you that is a similarity, that is something that you could anchor yourself to and go, hey, we're not so different, you and I. There's something about us that's similar enough to make this interaction worthwhile. So to recap, in order to elicit altruism, you need to create reminders of connectedness. You need to put a human face on a problem and you need to encourage identification without group members. I found this important activity and exercise on the greater good in action from UC Berkeley. It's fabulous. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for the wonderful reviews that you've left for this podcast on iTunes. Your reviews make a big difference in helping other educators find this show. If you think that I'm doing good work here and you'd like others to get inspired and join our 21-day kindness challenge and movement, I'd love it if you would take a minute, head over to iTunes, and leave a review. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Kind Sight 101, the podcast. For links to resources mentioned in this episode, visit smallactbigimpact.com and click on our podcast and choose this episode number. Now, I'd love to give my audience a heads up about my new book, which will provide ideas, actionable strategies, and inquiry-based approaches to creating kinder classroom through serving the community. Subscribe to my blog for more information. Now, I would love to hear from you. What's the biggest insight that you gain from this conversation? Head over to our website, smallactbigimpact.com, leave a comment on our podcast page, or tag and connect with us on social media with the hashtag smallactbigimpact to share your inspiring story of kindness. Can't wait to hear from you.